human beings, we have a great ability to adapt and a great ability to create. If you think about from the dawn of time to where mankind is today, everything has come through just the ability of people to try and do things. And if you have a desire, just dig deep, make a plan, get with the right people, and go out and do it. Nothing will happen until you take action. All right, so today I'm here with my good friend Donald Kelly, and we're in the Ale House on Yamato Road in Boca Raton. And the, the only reason I bother to even say that is this is kind of a almost like a second home for Donald and I. For the last couple of years, we've been coming to lunch here off and on. And I think over the last couple of years, I've literally watched before my eyes one of the coolest success stories that I've seen in my entire life in Donald Kelly. So, Donald, I can't think of a better environment than Ale House, our Ale House, <laughs> uh, for you and I to just have a little chat about what's happened to you over the last few years. And uh, so, yeah, let, let's start with, there's some people that don't know about the sales evangelist, so let, let's just talk about where you've come from and, and what you're up to. Well, a couple years ago, my three years ago, good friend Jared Easley and I were chatting about stuff, and you were getting ready to do New Media Expo, and getting ready to start starve the doubts and before that we're you know talking about some startup ideas and you know you encourage eventually you started starve the doubts and encouraged me to look at doing a podcast myself i did a couple segments with you and we talked about the idea of sales and we discussed it and you inspired the idea of the sales evangelist and then that podcast started and our first interview together was with jeffrey gittimer which was interview number one on the show and Jared helped me get the little jump start, and then ever since then, the show just started to progress little by little to the point where people started asking if you do coaching or training, and we started to monetize a little bit, and I was still in a full-time software sales job, and that related well with my audience of sellers, and it helped to build good relationship that I knew what I was talking about because I was doing it what I was talking about, and then we eventually came to the point where we said we need to do this full-time, and as of today... I left my day job for the very, very last time ever. Congratulations. And, so it's uh, your Independence Day. Basically. Independence Day, officially. So the 27th, and it's the day I got married in, well, September. Yeah, <laughs> September, September 27th. But the 27th, The yeah. 27th, that's a new, another anniversary. But the idea, though, is that, you know, we started a podcast, started from nothing, and then, you know, you align yourself with good people like Jay Money, and things start to happen. And that's where we are today. You know, I, I've asked myself, there are different periods in my life, Donald, where I look back and be like, what was that chapter of my life for? Because sometimes it feels like, well, that, that might have been a season of the desert <laughs> or futility. And there was times when I look back on a previous job where you're not know, working in the same company that you just left. And I'm like, man, I don't know if that was a good season of my life. I think that might have been a waste of time. But then I'm reminded, no, it wasn't a waste of time because I met Donald Kelly. And I really can say that and, and not be cheesy about that. I believe, you know, there was a reason for me to be where I was when I was there. And that reason was to meet you. And so you and I become friends. And over that period of time, for you to kind of find your voice literally and um, take steps. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea for you to try this. But for you to actually go and take something and roll with it and implement and put the time in, which is exactly what you've done, and now see that over time, just being faithful to those steps, now putting you in a position to leave a day job and actually go and pursue something that you feel led to do. I think that's a um, it's just a huge testimony of 
what opportunities are out there for everyone if they're willing to be, like to your point, surrounding themselves with smart people and take strategic steps towards their goals. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely a truth to that. There is something that I saw when I look back on it, and you know, what was it that came to the point that say, "Hey, we're gonna go out and leave a security of a full-time day job." Anyone can do it, is what I realized. Is anyone can can do something like that. You just have to have an idea, and you have to take action on it, like you said, and be consistent with that plan. There's some days where I thought about, is this really gonna work? Or anyone listening to me? Anyone really following a podcast? And then I get the LinkedIn messages or the Twitter messages or the emails saying how much something that we said or did or mentioned helped them close a deal or help them to do something successful or help them to inspire to do this. And it's like, you know, that's totally worth it. And then obviously you're doing what you love. And then as a natural result, getting compensated for it, not so much leading on money, but leading on value and compensation coming after it. So uh, there's a lot in that thought. And the idea, though, is that you know, find what you like and be willing to take action to it because a lot of people really don't. They're afraid of taking risk and that limits them. But if you can mitigate the risk as much as possible by staying in a day job and having a plan, get into a point where you can exit, so to speak, or jump out. And that's what we did. And it just proved to me that anyone can do anything they desire to. Right, Donald, I'm going to point this out to you, and I've never really talked about this, but when I first met you, one of the things that wowed me about you was you were really, what I felt was very, very strong at public speaking. And I remember making a couple comments to you, because you were just in a local, you know, sales meeting in the organization we were in, up there just being yourself, talking naturally, but I saw that as, whoa, this guy's got really strong potential for speaking, and you and I chatted about your background in speaking, you talked about how you'd done debate in college. And then I asked you if you'd ever considered something like a Toastmasters. And I think at that particular point, you'd not really given that much thought. <laughs> and so the reason I bring this up is sometimes we have things that we're good at, we're strong at, but we don't necessarily see it. We may know of it, but we may not see it like someone around us. So let's speak a little bit to that. Like, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but I did notice in you speaking, and now speaking has become a big part of what you're doing. What encouragement do you have to somebody who's saying, hey, I, you know, I think I have these strengths. Is it possible they could be getting feedback from friends, from people who, getting feedback from people who, who might see your strengths in a different light? I don't know if there's anything you'd like to add to that. Or... Yeah, I think there's a lot to that in the fact that you have um, aligned yourself with the right people and making sure that you associate people that are going to build you up and not bring you down. And I knew I had ability to speak, but I didn't know what to do with it or if it was going to really, you know, progress into anything. But having somebody like Jay Money around who was able to say, there's a lot more to it than what you're doing with your talents and with your abilities, essentially, by, you know, introducing me to Toastmasters, that was huge because it opened up a whole new avenue that I never thought about before because my mind was close towards it. It was just, yeah, I can speak, I'm confident, get in front of an audience. But you got to make sure you get with the right people. You got to make sure you get out there and you can't be afraid of, of trying new things. And by being with friends and family that really support you and encourage you to try different things. They can see stuff that inside of you that you can't see inside yourself. Who would have thought that I could be competing nationally? I mean, at the regionals and districts level for speaking competition. Who would have ever thought that I would get hired to come in to speak at organization on a topic that I love? It just seems like it's not legal, <laughs> you know? But if I didn't, if I had not, if Jared had not, there's a couple things. If I wasn't willing to get out there and if Jared wasn't 
more so willing to say, hey, as a friend, I see something in you that I think you're good at. I don't think I would have really taken off with my speaking. I had other people, you know, share stuff with me, but I wasn't, I was apprehensive about doing anything. But then along came Jared and encouragement pushed me to try it. So I highly encourage that. You got to practice and you got to practice with people that really care for you and trust their judgments over sometimes some of the lies we tell ourselves. You know, Toastmasters doesn't pay you to speak, but you getting, being willing to test that out and try that out, you got more encouragement, more feedback, and uh, validation on your speaking. And that's now led to you, as you pointed out, you getting paid to speak. You're actually preparing to go out on a, a speaking tour, speaking at different universities and doing some workshops that are paid. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that, how, how someone has gone from no speaking opportunities to now being in a scenario where they're getting paid to speak. It goes back to friends. Start off with Toastmasters. Toastmasters is a you do it as a free event, a free thing. You go to Toastmasters and you go and practice. But I started doing little events with Toastmasters. They invited me to come and speak for free, and I would speak, and then people would see that stuff. I shared it on social media, and then my other friends started to notice. People started to take notice of that, and then one of my buddies knew my story of how I grew up, and he worked with at a college where there are a lot of first generational college students who their family don't have a background where they're the only members of the family going to college or ever went to college. So being able to chat with those students, he thought would have been a great gig. So I went and did that as a free opportunity. And last year, and what then college that, was that? Cal Poly San Luis Obispo campus. So, so in California, you in live California. in Florida. So we're, we're talking across the country. Across the country. Yeah. And that was a free opportunity. So this year when they approached me, we discussed the idea of payment and he worked it out with his boss and with higher-ups that I got an opportunity to get a paid gig to come out and speak. And then not only that, they also introduced me to another organization in San Diego that is looking for speakers as well. And that one is, we're in a process of negotiation and working that opportunity. But again, it started as a free thing and people started noticing your close friends, people who know your talents and abilities and about you, they encouraged me and helped push me to to go out and try something and that's what happened and now that's developing into more speaking so i may have other opportunities throughout the california school network to be able to speak and share my story i think it's real easy for someone to say well if i can't get paid right away to do something <laughs> then i'm not going to mess with it but i think that that mindset is potentially sabotaging a lot of people from developing something that they could be good at that they could be getting paid at later on but there are some folks who just aren't willing to make that sacrifice. And I see hours and hours, countless amounts of time that you put in to sales consulting, that you put into speaking, where you didn't get paid a cent. Putting out the podcast, interviewing high achievers, doing things that other people might scoff at and be like, well, that's just a waste of time, Donald. You're not making any money doing that. But because you've been diligent in doing so, it's put you in a unique scenario now to leave your day job and actually earn a full-time income. But none of that could have happened had you not been willing to plant those seeds and really do the diligence, I mean, do the work. And I saw something on social media today. Gary Vaynerchuk is kind of, you know, ranting as Gary Vaynerchuk does, uh, hopefully in a good way. But he was saying, you know, people are always asking me about their brands, and I say, my first 10 years, this is me quoting Gary Vaynerchuk, saying my first 10 years, all I did was focus on my business. I didn't say a word. <laughs> like, some of you need to stop talking and you need to do the work. And I thought, wow, you know, people don't want to hear that. 
No. They don't want to hear do the work, but that's really the way it is. It is like a, the problem with social media because it there sometimes can give this false sense of where you need to focus on. So people spend time, I need to focus on my logo, I need to focus on how many times a day I'm going to post. But if you don't have anything to offer, that's where you run into. And that's where you can learn a lot from traditional businesses. Like, say, the big guys like Procter & Gamble or GE or, you know, Mazda or any of these, you know, organizations, Toyota, Mercedes. All of them, they created a product that solved a need. And they refined that product. Toyota is a great example of that. And they refine that product over and over. And then as a byproduct, people hear about that product. And then that that's where they started to develop and started to grow. Most people want to start the wave before they have something to offer. And that's, you know, and they want to just toot their own horn. They want to focus on the things that are not the superficial stuff and not the things that are really there. I mean, luckily with me, I had, again, speaking abilities. And so I just made sure I, I found out about that through my friends. And then I started to exploit that and started to work on that craft and giving the time to it and practice it and speaking and giving free events and making videos and stuff. But as a natural byproduct of the speaking, again, people started to notice and things started to grow from there. And then I had someone say something to me the other day, which was like, it blew me away. Somebody that you and I both know, I guess we can call him out in a good way. But Mike Kim, you know, Mike Kim is big on branding and so forth. And then Mike Kim mentioned to me, he's like, you have a really good brand. And I was really blown away because I was like, serious? And just the, the things that he said about the website and about the way that we do stuff, I wasn't planning any of, like, we planned some of that stuff of what we wanted things to look, but I wasn't saying, well, we're going to focus on branding. We just focused on delivering value and what thought was best. And as a byproduct of that, then people started to notice. Well, and I think going back to, I mean, you, you were putting in time, putting in tons of hours into something that was your strength that was, wasn't paying, but you had your side job or you had your job, your day job, to allow you to have that hobby. And um, you know, I look at that, Donald, as you were real faithful with your day job. You did your best there. You did your responsibilities there. You learned what you could. But on the side, you were also learning, too. And, and for someone who says, I may not have something to offer right away, it doesn't mean you can't be networking, you can't be interviewing high achievers in your field. I mean, these are things you did with Sales Evangelist Podcast. While you were still developing your offerings, you were connecting with a lot of folks, learning from them, but sharing that in a public format through the podcast. Not only has your network dramatically increased, but you've become substantially smarter just from connecting with all these people, which now you do have something to offer, but it took time to develop that. So I couldn't be more proud of you, Donald. I mean, I really am excited. I mean, this weekend, by the time people listen to this, podcast movement will be over, but you are our MC for podcast movement. I mean, you're going to be on stage introducing big names like Mark Marin and Aisha Tyler. How do you feel about that? I feel honored, humbled, and just like, uh, I don't know, it's just the idea to think of that happening, the idea to think of being able to rub elbows with people like that and be able to introduce them to a stage, it was just it's something I didn't fathom or ever thought about. And again, that comes back from, you know, connecting with the right people and just bringing value to people. And over the years, Jared brought tons of value to me, and I hope I brought tons of value to him. But as a result of that, him and Dan thought it would be beneficial to have someone like me to introduce them. And I introduced these speakers, and the trust that they had, was, you guys have, is just like, 
sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I'm sh- they should have the right person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's created other opportunities for you, too. Let's talk about that for a moment. Like, things like getting to go on a, a cruise, you and your wife getting to basically go and not have to spend any money, be able to use those skills there in speaking, and then you've also been invited to be the MC of, of other events. I mean, all these things are starting to snowball, if you will. Yeah, there's a... It was crazy when that happened. I think the first the first time I did a speaker introduction was when we were... He encouraged me to go to New Media Expo in 2013 and helped you with a couple of speaker introductions there, which was pretty excited for. And then... So you introduced like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas and... Cliff Ravenscraft, yep. you know, and a couple of those folks which were like... I was definitely blown away by that point. Well, you got their attention, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they might not have known you going in, but they knew who you were afterwards. Well, put that ears up there. <laughs> um, in a good way, not in a bad yeah. way. No. So, you know, that, that was pretty cool. And then we, um, last year, podcast movement, being able to do that. But then people started seeing that again, Jared. Like, people started seeing stuff like that. And like you mentioned, with the, the cruise, the opportunity to do that this November. And then I did a a South Florida coding event. They invited me to come down to do that for several hours and that was pretty cool to get to do that as well. And and then more people have reached out to me for other opportunities because of those things that they've seen. So by taking advantage of free stuff and going out and doing that, there's a lot that came from it. And it's humbling again to be able to be in this position and I'm honored that I was able to, to be able to do this and that I have something to offer that can bring benefit to a community and as a byproduct of it, get some compensation for it again in a different form. Hey, Donald, let's talk about the sales class. So some people who are kind of new to online, they might be intimidated and be like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know what I can offer. But you've, you've not let that stop you. You've come out and put out a class. You've actually linked arms with Jimmy Burgess, who's a you know, mutual friend. And you guys didn't have a really past track record of putting on these types of classes online that people are paying for. But you didn't let that stop you. So so what was that process like going through that? Now, where's where that at at this point? It was really cool. Again, I think the theme is going align yourself with the right people. So Jimmy is in a part of a mastermind with me. And Jimmy is very uh, passionate about a lot of stuff. And one of the things that we spoke about was sales a lot. And then Jimmy and I said, let's go ahead. And uh, he mentioned the idea of doing a course together. So we said, let's go in and talk about it. But instead of just talking, we started planning and we started doing, we put a date to it. And it was a three, four, a four week sales course. And we focused on the 20 habits that salespeople had trouble with. And it's a little, we thought it was like simple and basic. And then we started seeing people sign up for it. We learned a lot in the pre, in the launch stage. And uh, we're going to take that and apply it as we go further. But one of the things that we saw was that people joined the course and people had a really good time. And with the course, now we've recorded it and we're repackaging it and turning it into a evergreen product that people can purchase and go in and get access to. And it's the four-week sales acceleration course, 20 habits to improve your sales immediately. And uh, what we got some of the feedback from folks was we thought we were giving them too little. And they're like, oh, my goodness, there's so much. And they said it was better that we gave them so much than so little. And the other thing that we got was people weren't so crazy about even all the tools and all the stuff that we shared for them. What they loved the most was being able to be with other sellers and to get motivated, to get inspired, to get pumped up by Jimmy and I. And that was really awesome. So we learned a lot with that. And, you know, we we collected several hundred, I think about about $500 each from just doing a simple load of things that we put together in several weeks. So now we're going to refine that process and continue going forward and do better advertising 
but it just goes to show, just try stuff. And the tools that we used to do this was totally free. Literally, we used free conference call <laughs> yep. and recorded the event and made our slides in, in uh, Canva, which is totally free. You could pay for some stuff, but we used that. And that's what we did and created the course. And now we are getting ready to package this and send it out. I think that's amazing. Like you, conversations you probably have anyway, just by inviting other people to be a part of it, charging a fee for that. Now you've made hundreds of dollars off you know, phone call. You probably do it anyway for free. Talking with Jimmy just about sales. This is just a little more structured, of course. But I, I think that was brilliant, and I hope that's an encouragement to someone who's out there thinking, "Well, I don't know what I can do." Hopefully, that's an idea right there. Hey, could potentially be putting together a class and just having it in a conference call format. You know, I, I just really am proud of you, Donald. I mean, I've seen your progress over the last few years. And uh, for people that are sitting there feeling stuck right now, I hope your story is a source of encouragement to them. Uh, while, you know, not everything happens overnight, if you're willing to be diligent, you're willing to be faithful, the responsibilities you have, but also keep working on that side also. I think that formula of, of faithfulness plus flexibility equals fruit, <laughs> you know? Ooh. And... Um, You've been faithful with your day job. You've been flexible enough to keep building your side stuff. And now you're starting to see that fruit come from that. I really love that about you. I'm proud of you. Really appreciate you taking time to share that. So, Donald, a couple questions and we'll close it out here. So, who's doing something that interests you? Well, there's a lot of people doing stuff that interests me a lot. I would say Anthony Tran, man. <laughs> yep. I mean, Anthony Tran, did this. Uh, he did something you and Dan pulled off a while back, was an online summit, right? And I thought that was pretty interesting. But the this, way was, this was pre-recorded, which I think is really smart. Yeah, pre-recorded sessions. And one of the things I loved about it was just the way he advertised it and the way he got the word out about it. And he got a lot of people, and I think it helped to catapult him even further than he was there. You know, he was at a little bit higher than, you know, levels that I've seen. And, but now he's like... I don't know, he's just shot out the roof, and I thought so, he's doing some really cool things, and appreciate that. Was, uh, that. the TravisGenerationAllStars.com, yeah. you know. So that he, was really smart. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I like that, what he's doing over there. And, I mean, I don't like to, I know you don't, you don't want to get this, but whenever I go on any podcast, I always bring up Jay Money, and this is definitely your podcast, but you and Dan, what you guys have done, I mean, I don't know if people talk about, you get an opportunity to talk about that, you're yourself or see what's going on but you guys did exactly what we're talking about you guys sacrificed so much to create this event to put this on for the community and as a natural byproduct you guys are seeing great results from it so what that taught me and what it inspires me on is that even though you have nothing you can create something and i don't care what kind of excuse you come up with don't care what kind of complaints you might have i don't care what kind of things you might say you don't have the experience all you got to do is go out and do create a plan and do and just try and you guys did that. You got with other people that's been in the industry longer than yourselves. And you created a movement that has literally grown tremendously. So those are some things that inspire me, people who are doing some stuff that I'm trying to keep up with and to learn from. All right, so Donald, for people who want to check out what you're up to, stay connected with you, what's what's the best place to do that? best place to go is the salesevangelist.com. They can get access to our podcast. They can get access to you know more information about us. You can get access to all of our social media connection there. Or if you're in sales, you can definitely join our private Facebook group, The Sales Evangelizers, on Facebook. Shh, don't tell anybody about it. It's a private Facebook group, but it's The Sales Evangelizers. Sellers and entrepreneurs come together, learn, grow, build strategic alliances, and have fun. So, so check us out there. Okay, and do you have any final thoughts 
for the starved it out listeners. Final thought that I had is that human beings, we have a great ability to adapt and a great ability to create. If you think about from the dawn of time to where mankind is today, everything has come through just the ability of people to try and do things. And if you have a desire, just dig deep, make a plan, get with the right people and go out and do it. Nothing will happen until you take action. And sometimes we get too comfortable in our positions, but get forced in a corner, human beings are able to do great things and you just have to tap into that instinct and just do great things. No you can. So I always tell my audience to go out and do big things and when you do that, big results happen. Find what you like and be willing to take action to it because a lot of people really don't. They're afraid of taking risk and that limits them. But if you can mitigate the risk as much as possible by staying in a day job and having a plan, get into a point where you can exit so to speak or jump out and that's what we did. And it just proved to me that anyone can do anything they desire to.